when there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe! All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to the... Oh, am I recording yet? Okay, sorry. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm your host, Alan Smith, along with... I'm Barry! All right. And this week, Dave is not with us, but we do have a special guest uh, because of the topic and also because we did not meet our quota of middle-aged bald guys with facial hair. So, <laughs> would you please introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, my name is Michael Midget, and uh, Midget is legitimately my last name, and I am six feet tall, so it's awesome. Yeah. And got a huge <laughs> truck he pulled up yes. in. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So it's <laughs> nice. Uh, but I brought Michael on because uh, a new friend that works at the Great Escape. We've talked about the Great Escape on here many times over the, the last three years of doing this show. Uh, and also the fact that we have the same tattoo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Le- left arm is G.I. Joe. Exactly. Exactly. And you also, what was it? You moderate the toy collecting, the G.I. Joe here? In uh, yeah. The, I'm one of the original two. Uh, admins for the G.I. Joe Nashville Traders Group. Nice. So therefore, with, uh, in case you haven't figured it out, what our topic today is yeah, going to be on G.I. Joe. G.I. Right. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, he'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. So, yeah. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. That's the right. other half is red and blue lasers. Absolutely. So. There you go. Oh, man. And nobody dying so, on screen. Yeah, yes. no joke. There is so much to unpack with this. Um, but, but from our childhoods, especially. <laughs> but Barry's going to start us off talking about the actual history because GI Joe goes back to what the '60s somewhere in there. I know '64. Yes, you know, '64. The whole trope of you know the GI Joe with the kung fu grip. You know, I, I had older cousins who had some of the bigger doll sized GI Joes. I know they're they're quote unquote action figures, but they they're as big as Barbie. So it's kind of one of those like ah. Uh. So uh, Barry, if you want to go ahead and give us a little rundown on yep. that, and then we'll we'll, we'll do it. commentary. So GI Joe was originally invented by a gentleman by the name of Donald Levine. That's the what's considered the founder of it. Um, it started back in '67. The original idea was trying to develop essentially kind of an answer to Barbie. Mm-hmm. They wanted a doll that would attract toward, or excuse me, an action figure. Yes, yes, not a doll. Don't, don't action figure. Don't commit <laughs> blasphemy. Yes, there, there are the two <laughs> large bald men that'll hurt me if I make that statement again. So. <laughs> But, um, I'm happy that you put me by... in the large category, considering my height and everything. So. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm a midget, so you know, hey. Uh. So um, the original idea was uh, created by a gentleman by the name of Stanley Weston. Uh, he was a licensing agent from Manhattan back in '63, and he had made uh, a couple of different prototypes as far as the designs and trying to get the general idea Donald Levine takes credit for it. he actually worked for a company called Hasbro mm-hmm. and uh, when he marketed it over to him <laughs> he literally sold the rights for a hundred thousand oh. dollars now this is in 63 <laughs> so that was that seemed like a lot money. of money yeah, it was a lot, a lot of money, money back then. then so 
Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm and they originally the, marketed. Uh, go ahead. Okay. They originally marketed this. The catchphrase. Uh, I'll, I'll throw our first question, Michael. Do you remember what the original catchphrase was for GI Joe? I will be perfectly honest. I do not. He was America's movable fighting man. Oh, that <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, very it much. Bad. And honestly, it didn't. It had some limited success between like '64 and '69. That's really the birth of that. When they initially came out with it, they they this was actually the first thing to develop a quote unquote action figure. Um, they they specifically did not use the word doll anywhere in the marketing of it for that very reason. They wanted to market it towards boys. And when they went through the trademarking on this, Hasbro did actually trademark the phrase America's movable fighting man. When they originally came out, there was only a handful of different characters. There was Rocky, who was the Marine, Skip, who was the sailor, Ace was the pilot. It was just the three. Okay. Uh, you're going to love this. In 2003, one of the original prototypes sold for over $200,000. Wow. Just one. Just for the prototype. Um, no, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't more. I, yeah, I can't, that's still a lot of money, but still, that's crazy. Now, in 65, they added an African-American ca- character, mm-hmm. but basically all they did was take the, the, the character and paint, and you paint it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> so, um, they, and again, there's a lot of things that kind of developed on this as they went forward, they knew that they had lightning in a bottle on this. Okay. So as they started to develop it, they eventually moved it over to something called Adventure Team, which just so happened to be right around 1970, which if your history serves, we were right in the middle of the Vietnam Vietnam War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then they started doing something called the Adventures of G.I. Joe, which they, they, they wanted it to be like America's team. They wanted to really kind of give that shot in the arm for, the, the military movement and that's where it came up and they even tried to make them more quote-unquote lifelike furry when, and i'm sure if you've seen these yeah when they had the, the flocked <laughs> hair and the flocked beard and all of these um, oh yeah those things are really nice now when you run into them because they're missing like <laughs> big chunks of hair and everything yeah from where people have rubbed them off yeah <laughs> i'm and sure you didn't mean it that way but you know <laughs> you rubbed oh, off your gi joe right. yeah okay <laughs> I think we just came up with a new euphemism. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I don't, that's, that's the whole thing with the Kung Fu grip. But, so come um, on. It's <laughs> speaking of which, that was developed in 1974 yes, was when they yes. first came up with the Kung Fu grip. And that was really a, a major transition. They actually stole that from a another product that was big in England called Action Man. Okay. Action Man uh, was developed right around, I think, 1970. And they retooled a lot of those ideas that they used in that for G.I. Joe starting in about 74. Uh, in 76, they gave it something called Eagle Eye Vision, which was actually kind of cool. They Is that the one where you could look like through the back? Eye. Yeah, okay, you could yeah, look yeah. through the back of the head and right. it looked like would zoom stuff in. Um, I know they did that same thing with uh, the uh, $6 million man, yes. like some of his stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, they... They've had multiple different designs on this, but that was what G.I. Joe was known for up until about maybe 76, 77. It wasn't until 1982. Yes. When you had the new catchphrase that was developed and they had reduced the size of the action figure from 12 inch to three and three quarters. Mm -hmm. And that's when you had the phrase G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Yep. 
That's when that was first developed. And we can thank Still Star Wars. Still working through Hasbro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because Kenner they, they, with those Star exactly Wars right. figures. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, the Star Wars ones were made by Kenner. Right. And they were actually at three inches. So when Hasbro decided they wanted to do theirs, they wanted theirs more detailed and they wanted those bigger. So that's why they made them three and three quarters inches. Um, Fair enough. And that's when you start to get the development of what became what we know as G.I. Joe now. Yes. What we grew up with. <laughs> exactly. And it I mean, the the the, the heyday of G.I. Joe was mid early to mid 80s yes. into the 90s. That's when it just exploded. We'll, we'll get into that because I know towards the very end of the 80s, right, especially in the early 90s, is when G.I. Joe really took a downturn. Yeah. Uh, quick note here, $100,000 in 1963 and 2002 mm -hmm. would be $980,000. So that's so still... a million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's still... Especially considering what he sold it for and the royalties that would have come off of, yeah, you know, most 50 definitely. years of, of stuff. It just really, yeah, 60 years at this point. And Oh yeah. It was all crazy. right. Let's talk about our era of GI Joe, because that's what we're really bring here it for. on. So. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Which one, right, before we talk, we're going to break this down into cartoon comic book and action figures. Um, I'm sure we'll get into some other stuff because there are plenty of others, you know, there's the movie and there's, all kinds of other stuff that goes with it uh but which one do you guys want to start with uh I, all right let's well, see let's go ahead and start with the action figures we'll yeah. start with the action figures. okay we're already talking about were, it. Yeah. pretty they, much where we were all introduced to it to begin with were they yeah agreed first or was the comic book first or were they introduced at the same time i want to say they were right around well, the same time somewhere it depends because if you really want to go technical G.I. Joe comic book was originally based off of a comic strip from the 1940s. Okay. It was called Private Bregger. Okay. Uh, they didn't develop the actual comic books. Um, they started, they licensed it back in 67. Okay. To start developing the comic books. But they books. didn't get there they until didn't really take off 82. to the mid 80s, though. Yeah. So they were right around the same time. That, hey, Michael, can you hand me that? I've got my G.I. Joe number one. I was right actually looking it <laughs> yeah. up. The, Go grab uh, that real quick. That's actually probably easier just to kind of look at it and see what the, the date on it is. Um, and can I just say for a moment that it's kind of weird for me to talk about, you know, the history of comic book stuffs with a guy in the room that actually works for a comic book store. <laughs> yeah. It's a little awkward. Yeah, I'm not going to well, lie. You know, it, it is what it is. Like I said, I've been, I, and of course, it's like, he's, he's just waiting to call me out on my shit. I, I no, no, I no, no. Been, you're good. You're good. I have been reading comics since shortly after this was released. It, the, uh, the this comic says, shop is simply a second job. Yeah. I, I'm a foreman for a pipe fitting company. <laughs> so I do construction <laughs> on it on the daily. This on the inside. Oh, admit says, it. You're Working for the comic book store is a means to an end for yeah, you. Yeah, pretty to much. Fit yeah. The, <laughs> to, to fit the addiction. It, it's, it's a sanity and a decompression type job. It's something I, I do that I enjoy, and it's not a job. Let's see. This is uh, no, number one, June 1982. Mm. Um, that may or may not be true because a lot of times what they say the actual publication date was is usually a month or two either ahead of or behind depending on what to keep, comic books. to keep in perspective uh -huh. they they market issues three months in advance yes. of them being released so right. now, a, i guess it's a, a fair estimate one of the things with this i remember in 82 was seeing commercials for the comic book Yes. Like, and you can go on YouTube and look them up and they and they had these little like you know 30 second commercials they were cart they were animated 
you know, and at the end of it, it would show a, a copy of the issue, you know, go pick up, you know, GI Joe and issue, whatever, you know, on sale, you know, newsstands now, you know, type stuff. Um, if I am correct, uh, using another eighties toy, uh, line as, as guess as, uh, as a starting point, I want to say the toys came first. Probably. And the reason I say that is because Masters of the Universe changed the, the way. The theory. Yes. yes. It yes. changed the way that toys, cartoons, and comic books interacted with each other. Uh, because essentially, the Masters of the Universe cartoon was a giant commercial. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. the government was like, nope, you yep. can't do that. Right. And then they so. had to put all those little, you know, and now you know, you know, type stuff on the exactly. end of them, So, so yep. I, w- I would say it's, uh, I, I want to say the toys came out just before the comic. Probably. And because the comic was where Larry Hama used to, mm-hmm. he, he fleshed out the, the characters themselves that the toys were being yes. based on. And there's some great, you know, and we'll get to the comic book. In oh, a minute. let's let's start with the comic. There were the original. Was it the okay. original nine? Is that what it was? Uh, it was, it was Grunt, Roadblock. No, not Roadblock. Well, I'm sorry. In the comics, uh, rock and roll. Yes. Excuse me. It was Grunt, Rock and Roll, um, Zap, Zap. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, and I'm not doing it. Hawk. Hawk was one, but he wasn't a general at the time. Right. Um, you had. There was uh, Snake Eyes. Was, yeah, Snake Eyes was Scarlet. one. Of them. Scarlet was one of them. Um, yeah, there, there were the there were no yeah. Cobra at this point. It was all no. GI Joes that were released initially. Um, uh, trying to remember actually, everybody in the middle. And then you remember where Cobra was introduced, correctly? So the the, the the figures how they were introduced initially. They were inter- introduced with. A total of four uh, figures in the '82 wave. Okay. Blood is he was a mail away offered in the '82 figures. Okay, he was available carded that. in '83. Yeah, correct. Yes, he is the only figure considered in the original '82 release mm-hmm. to have both a straight arm and a yes. swivel arm yes. because, because his. One of his arms his was right completely arm. fixed. His right no arm. elbow With the gun. Joint. Yep. Yes. Yep. No elbow joint. I know because I've got him around here somewhere. <laughs> but his other arm did have the swivel arm. Yes. Regardless of when you got him, whether it was the eighty-two or the eighty-three, Correct. when it was on card. Um, well, what I was getting with, with the, the missile command center. There you go. That's what I was getting to. But they mm-hmm. were also available as mailaways through J.C. Penney. Yes. And that's that's actually uh, individually, but the, that's where the missile command center was. Was, was a it Penney or was Penny. it Sears? J.C. Penney. It was Penny. Okay. I, I knew it was. If one I remember of the correctly. Two it was, no, no, I am incorrect on that. It was Sears. It was Sears. Yeah, that's the what missile command center. I want to say was a Sears exclusive. It was. Um, it came with three figures. It came with Cobra Commander, yes. a Cobra Officer, and a Cobra. Uh, uh, just a Cobra. It, yeah, just trooper. a Cobra Trooper. Mm-hmm. I looked, they're here somewhere, okay? And I know you're going to like freak out if you if, if I find them and show them to you. Ten years ago when I was doing the flea market, I bought a bunch of stuff and I was mm-hmm. digging through it. And in the very bottom of the box, I pulled out all three of the file cards uncut. They are perfect. Wow. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I processed. So, so here's the cool thing about me working for The Great Escape. I am the toy buyer for yeah. the location not too far from where we're at right now. And um, I, I just 
for nostalgia purposes, I love doing it. Um, I love seeing the stuff that I had as a kid and, and getting to piece it together. And we had a gentleman bring in his childhood toy collection. And it was it had mm-hmm. been, been oh, sitting yeah. in his parents' house, and it was two boxes worth. And uh, I didn't hear what he said was in there at first right? Uh, because I was in the middle of processing another buy. And as I started to thumb through the first box, I see, you know, vintage Kenner Star Wars. I'm like, oh, this nice, is kind of nice. cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I love the original trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, the New Hope. We won't talk about any of the rest of it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they you don't know, exist. <laughs> but I wasn't big on the toys. Right. I, I love the movies. Um, and as I kept going through it, uh, I get and I start seeing some G.I. Joes. I'm like, oh, cool. This guy's got, you know, some vintage shows. Uh, as I we did end up purchasing the collection, and as I started actually going through, he is one figure short of having the entire 1982 slash 83 release of the original figures. Um, wow! Yeah, the uh, Cobra Trooper was the only one right. missing. Oh wow! Um, okay. He did have a swivel arm Cobra Commander. Yeah. Uh, however, all the others were the original straight arms. Right, right. Um, and with the exception of three, they were unbroken. Nice. And yes. Which is really unusual. Yes. Because and, I, we yeah. all experienced that back so, in the day. So, of course, uh. the broken ones were snake eyes. Mm-hmm. Both his hands were broken. Oh, that's uh, Rock and roll mm-hmm. had his thumb, one thumb broken. Um, and other than that, as far as the accessories go, the only ones missing anything were rock and roll missing his tripod off of his gun. Right. And then the ones that came with the helmets and the visors, the visor was the, the only visor is usually is usually missing. Otherwise they're completely Those things were always gone. Uh, I have a straight it, arm rock and roll complete somewhere oh here. Man. And, um as well as a few other like I've I know like I've got you looking for a, a set of legs from my Cobra Commander, which yes. is the straight arm, which are unbroken as well. Now here's um, the thing, is it Mickey Mouse or is it the corrected actual Cobra logo? I would have to go and look at uh-huh. it. I don't, the, I don't have the it. Mickey Mouse. I'll Cobra find Commander. it. I'll find it after we're done here. <laughs> the <look>. original <laughs> release of the Sears, uh, the Missile Command Center was it, right. It, it was just a, a something wrong with the application process, and it came out looking like Mickey Mouse. And it was you know from there it was just you know it became one of those mythical toys that you know people talked about having and you never saw one until you got older and now you start seeing them and it's pretty cool i That's do know awesome. that the one that i, I have is that. not in the best of shape but it's pretty good for being 40 years old you know um i also, i have a second a really nice second snake eyes I had one of the original, like the original design of Snake Eyes a few years ago that was in really good shape, but it was the swivel arm rather than the straight, um, and I think I sold it in some stuff at one you point. You would think so. that the original 82 Snake Eyes would be one of the more sought-after mm-hmm. figures How uh, of you know the what thirty different versions of Snake Eyes that we have out of the entire run, uh, but the 85 is the most desirable snake eyes the one that came with timber and uh he always, i was about to say that's, that's the one, the one that came i with have timber. i, I have the that. i have timber also because so. um, that I, would have came out right after the the first movie too wouldn't it uh it came out when right well okay, what they call we'll, gi joe the movie well right. no that it actually came out before that no that was 87 yeah. that was 87 yeah. i'm sorry what happened is that the the 
and we'll get into this. The cartoon was released in the fall of 83. Yes. The, the original miniseries, The Mass Device, you know. Um, and I still love, I, like, I have the DVD that they put out 20, you know, at the, for the 20th anniversary. Yeah. You know, back in 03 that has the, the mass device and the weather dominator, those two, you know. And the cartoon accurate snake eyes. Yes, exactly. Okay. We'll get into the reaction <laughs> figures here in a little bit. Okay. Cause there's some really cool stuff with that. But when they came back for the second, when they came out for the, the next year with the weather dominator, that's when they released that second, um, snake eyes the second version of him because again okay. they had introduced timber in the first in 80 and 83 if i'm correct if i'm telling this correctly so, you probably know this better i know it was in like a, a second or third wave of the of the of the, the i want to say 84 was when the cartoon started releasing because duke and that was when we had the well that's what i'm saying with this the 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 first one the like I said, the weather or the uh, the mass device, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually just called you know a real American hero or whatever. Sorry, I'm looking through my stuff here. Was re- I think it was released in '83, and then the next year was when they released the mass the the one about with the weather dominator, which yeah. led into the cartoon '83 '84. Yeah. And and actually the the first two miniseries actually are the bulk of season one yeah. of, of and, the Sunbow yeah. series. They're the best of all of it, let's be honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're well, not going to really uh, give a lot of credence to man, the series unless it's the original you know, miniseries. Those that, two miniseries yeah. are great. <laughs> the cartoon itself, and even as a child, I remember watching the show and being upset at the fact of there was such a lack of continuity. Things would happen. I'm like, hey, there was, but there was an episode earlier where this that would fix this, well, to, and they just acted like it didn't your, exist, you know. And <laughs> yeah, to your point, Alan, uh, just kind of what you know, throwing back to one of our, our more recent episodes about Firefly, that was the most frustrating thing about GI Joe is that when it would show on whatever your local television channel was, there was never any continuity. None to whatsoever. Episodes yeah. correct, and oftentimes they would even jump from series to series. You know, you yes. get the first series, the second series, and you bounce back and forth on it. So you'd have characters on one that didn't exist in the one that you're going to watch next week. I remember there was an episode where the flag sank. You know, the the uh, the the aircraft carrier. Man, it's been so long. Since I know. I watched but, well, series. I remember this, but it was like, but like the next season or something, they actually made mention of that and they actually had to go down to the wreckage to get something. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually acknowledging that something happened in the past, you know? But that's the, yeah. that and whenever there was that, there was that story about the communications guy, I can't remember his name. Breaker. Was it Breaker? Breaker. No, it was the second Breaker or one. Mainframe. Mainframe. It was Mainframe and Zorana yes. had a romance on the show and like there was a callback to that later that they was like, oh, wow, those are the only two things I ever remember them actually having callbacks to stuff that happened previously in the show. So, Well, and they, they actually did that again with Shipwreck, too. They had one with him. I remember that distinctly. The Synthoid episode? He had like an entire episode that was dedicated to just him. And yeah. And throwback to it. And then there was that weird where like they went into the future. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I think that was on the second yeah. version of the uh, cartoon where Shipwreck and Shipwreck went into the future. And so did Mainframe. 
and there was somebody else, and it was remember. one of those things where like it was a dystopian future where it was an alternate universe. It was reality. an alternate reality, it was an al- and yes, that's what Clutch it and I want to say Breaker actually it, stayed behind yes. because their they versions died. had died they had already. Died. Yes, yes, so they stayed and they stayed behind, and essentially you know retconned them out of the show, right, as a right. way to introduce new characters. Yes, which was what Transformers the movie did, except they just straight up killed everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, you get into the G.I. Joe the movie, and they, they, you know, Duke was supposed to die in that movie, and they had such backlash about Optimus and several other people dying, and they were like, okay, so we're going to do this, we're going to do this voiceover. Hey, Duke's all right. It wasn't (laughs) because of the backlash. It was because uh, they had actually released the Transformers animated movie before G.I. Joe, although... G.I. Joe was animated first. Right. I know that I know that it sat on the shelf for a right. while. And so they did not want to be accused of copying okay. the plot of killing the leader right. to replace him with another leader. Right. So they were like, oh man, we gotta change it. And so you know, that and then fast forward to, you know, the two thousands when we finally got a live action G.I. Joe crap fest. Right. And oh, we won't even talk about that. <sighs> well we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll, we'll get we'll, to that. Okay? We'll just we'll say that it, history repeated itself yes, where it they were like, uh, we're gonna kill Duke off. Yeah, I know. Let's <laughs> move back to the the toys real quick. Um Okay. I have a few sitting over here. Yes. I was showing Michael. I have a, um, um, I have a, a hiss tank, and I know you're you're looking at that vamp over the there. Vamp Mark One. That vamp is my actual one that I got in '83, whenever it was that it was released. You know, with working turrets. With the turrets, yes. Yes. Um, and I and I know I'm. It is not sitting there, but I have the gas cans and every and all the accessories to it, and the 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 steering wheel. Um, that right there was like, that was one of the first vehicles that they introduced. There was that, and there was the Wolverine, and there was, um... Flat Cannon. Yes, the Flat, yeah. And so, I remember getting that at Hill's Department Store, and, uh, and I've had it ever since, you know. Uh, I had, like I was telling him before we got on here, I had, look... I've talked about this on the show before. When I was I was an only child, and so I I had Christmases that were like, this is my Transformers Christmas. This is my Star Wars Christmas. This is my there was a Inhumanoid slash Sectors Christmas, you oh. know that. I, and I had like I mean, and like I legitimately got like tons and tons of stuff because I was a spoiled kid. I will say it straight up, okay. And my kids exactly the same one. I had a GI Joe Christmas also in like '84 nice. or something like that. I'm not saying this is not my brag. I'm just like, this is just the childhood that I grew up with. And so I legitimately had most (laughs) of the G.I. Joe stuff when I was a kid. My kind of white whale that I never owned was the Cobra Rattler. Um, That was about the only one that I really wanted that I never got. Um, Mine was the Raven. So as I, uh, when I got that older, was later, right? Yes. That was like the, the stealth stuff. As yeah, I, as yeah, I yeah. got older and uh, my, I was like, you know what? I never was able to own one as a child. Guess what? I'm going to army build the Ravens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At one point in time, I, I had a total of nine with uh, four of them being complete. <laughs> nice. nice. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, for work, I'm moving to Memphis. Uh, I really can't take right, my entire right. collection with me so i sold it off in about uh three months after i sold my collection uh the boom hit and i was yep. like dang that was kind of back in 01 
Yes. Um, my eBay was kind of at its height, and I started going through my attic and pulling down all my old toys. I mean, like all my Masters of the Universe, all my Star Wars, all my G.I. Joe, like in humanoids and sectors, all of that stuff. And I wound up selling, and I did really well, okay? Uh, you know, especially for at the time, you know, like, uh, but it's one of those things that as time went on, I was like, I really wish I hadn't got rid of all that stuff. Well, and I've got a question for the two of you here. Sure. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of curious on this because okay. this is something that, you know, you talked about your experiences with it. Michael talked about his. One distinct memory that I have on this was my dad, when he was a kid, used to the the gi joe 12 inch yes so when they reintroduced it in in the 80s for the the three and three quarters that was kind of a bond between the two of us because he remembered having those 12 inch doll excuse me action figures action. <laughs> that <laughs> i did it intentional yeah. uh but he remembered having those 12 inch action figures when he was a kid so when he saw this new incarnation that's something he kind of you know revisited his childhood through my eyes mm -hmm. of going through this and boy, did he open up the floodgates oh, on yeah. that because <laughs> just like you, you know, right. And, and that was the cool thing about those is that they were reasonably priced for kids. They weren't something that was no, ridiculously priced. They for the were figures. about $3, two, two to $3, two to three bucks. Yeah. I remember like, I remember yeah. like getting $10 one time and like, how many, okay, how many GI Joe figures can I get for this? E you know, when like they <laughs> came out with the Sonic fighters in the the nineties, right. they were know, still reasonable. They, they were still reasonable. I mean, at most you were paying five bucks mm -hmm. and you know, and yeah. you know, Kids today don't get that, you know, inflation and all. But uh, you know. there's that phrase, kids today, you kids today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're damn wild rock and roll music. Get off my and lawn. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you, you get talk about, uh, you talk about Time your dad. Time for my yet. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about your dad and everything. Um, my father uh, passed away in uh, April of this year uh, from cancer. And uh, that was actually one of the things when I was a kid. Uh, my dad uh, never hesitated if I, if I wanted a toy you know, or something like that. He wouldn't hesitate to buy it for me. Right. GI Joes were, he were the ones that he bought the most. And, uh, you know, the cool thing was, was, you know, I, he made me earn them, you know, for, you know, yeah. I wasn't, oh, yeah. I was not spoiled oh, yeah. by any means. If I wanted something, I, I had to earn it. So it was a lot of, uh, going and cutting wood and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, is it, it, it did lead to, me being able to bond with my dad in that sense, you know, it was uh, not necessarily because he had the toys when he was growing up, but more so, you know, uh, taking the time to work with him and then right. him saying, you know, hey, this is your reward for your hard work. Right. You know, it was, right. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's something, you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to have children, I, I will absolutely pass that on. Yeah. So, yeah. That uh, dad just, was I, never really into. I mean, when GI Joe would have been big, my dad would have been, uh, you know, in that that era, like that, that that original era, he would have been in his teen years or you know type stuff. So, yeah. um, so he was never. I mean, he, of course, he would always talk about. Oh yeah, I remember GI Joe from you know. Uh, but he he was never really big into you know, my dad's never been big into pop culture. My stretch of imagination slightly <laughs> off subject, but interesting story about my dad. For the longest time, everybody called my dad Otis, and I never understood why because my dad's name was Mark Kevin, um, and uh, 
you know, finally got to, to ask one of his coworkers, why do you call my dad Otis? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you probably don't know, but when uh, your dad was uh, a teenager on up into about his early 20s, he spent a lot of time in, in, in jail for fighting and, and other things. He, he legitimately had his own cell. That so we like, called him Otis. Otis like Andy Griffith. <laughs> Andy yeah. Griffith. Otis like, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So, All right, yeah. let me ask this question. So uh, I'm onto the toys. I, I, anyway, I talked about like my white, you know, white whale, you know. Right. But what was your yeah. favorite? We'll start with you, Michael. What was your favorite action figure? What was your favorite, you know, accessory, whatever, you know, type stuff, you know? Favorite Joe. Okay. Outback. Okay. I have it. I have the Ooh, artwork enjoy. tattooed on my arm. There you go. And uh, so, yeah, no, I, I have to say, uh, favorite figure would have been Outback. Um, Favorite vehicle? I have to say, if, if if we're going based off obviously something I owned, uh, I'm looking at a version of it, the Tiger Force Vamp. Oh yeah, I remember was, the Tiger was Force was one stuff. of my yeah. favorites, and uh, you know I, I was lucky to own one. Um, you know I thought that was probably the best version of the Vamp was the Tiger Force. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you, Barry? Oh, um, favorite character, favorite figure. Mm-hmm. I love Dusty. I thought okay. Dusty was one of my absolute favorites. I just it was just kind of a cool concept for it, and that's one thing that GI Joe did very very well mm-hmm. is everybody was specialized. Yes, you know. Yes, so they were. if you if there was some unique thing about you that you like that didn't exist on one, trust me, there's a Joe that would meet it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the vehicle. I really like the hovercraft. Okay, and oh, the whale. I, I think that the biggest, I never had a whale. Yeah. I'll admit that I never had that. It was just there was so much stuff on it, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, by by accident one year I ended up getting two of them from two different relatives for Christmas. So by accident we would stack those things <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, I know. I know. What do you get yeah, this kid? You I get know, him something GI Joe. All right, but that was also um, was it Cutter? Yes. Was the, the, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. First GI Joe I ever saw that actually had something as part of the figure that was not G.I. Joe related. He had a Boston Red Sox hat on. I'm a Red Sox yep. fan, so yeah. yes, I appreciate Cutter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, all right, Alan, what about you? I will always have a soft, plate, soft spot in my heart for Snake Eyes. Uh, I like that oh, original, yeah. the original Snake Eyes, and I do like the second version of him also. Anything beyond that, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't like paintball snake eyes? No, I really don't. Um, <laughs> that for whatever reason, because again, that goes through the com- when we get in the comics, we'll get into a lot of that here in a minute. Um, but as far as vehicles, it's gotta be, I mean, again, I, I still have my vamp from 40 years ago, but I also, yeah. the reason that I have that hiss tank is the same thing. I love that design for whatever reason. There's something about it. And I know they had the Crimson Guard version of it later that had the red turret and everything. And it's just like, mm-hmm. eh, I like that original all black. There's something sleek and very 80s about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also, like you were talking before about the the, the His Tank driver yes. has a weird head sculpt. <laughs> like the helmet is completely different than anything else. It, it almost looks like, you know, something out of like Buck Rogers yeah. or, or Battlestar Galactica or something like that, you know, where it's it more like a space helmet. It than really it does, does you know. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that stuff. Of course, um, I love the whole Zartan 
you know, all of that with the fact that he would actually change color when you put him out in sunlight and you know, the, the costumes that was so and all cool. that stuff, you know. And that was so I damn know, cool. I know. And, and it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, but but it really, it really does. It comes back to Snake Eyes and even Storm Shadow a little bit. There was something about the the relationship between them you know which we'll get into we get in the comics here in just a second and then of course we get into all three oh i know i know and there there's a whole lot in that so but yeah that that's for me Uh, that's you know like i said i love the rattler it was always kind of my white whale because i just love that whole deal with like how the the wings would like turn up you know and you could do like the vertical you know and everything is like all right that's really tall yeah (laughs) but i yeah just like i said that that vamp though is just I couldn't when when I sold all my stuff I couldn't get rid of that. That was the one thing I was like, no, I'm hanging on to this. I am I'm you know I've got to put a new O ring in clutch because he's a little wobbly. He won't stand up on his own any longer. So. Bring him out of the shop one day. Oh, oh. I've got him in. So, I've done him. I've done plenty of those. Um, so let me, let me ask you guys something sure. on this because since since you brought him up, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I was talking with some friends of mine and and let them know that we were gonna do an episode on GI Joe. And somebody made this comment and and I thought about it for a long time and and there's some validity to it, but mm-hmm. I'm curious to get your input. Someone once said to me that Snake Eyes is to G.I. Joe what Wolverine was to the X-Men. In some ways, yes. I will give you that. I, I will I will that is kind of Snake Eyes is the character that when you say G.I. Joe, people of a certain age especially will Oh, Snake Eyes. Yeah, there were yep. a lot of other cool people too. <laughs> you know, it's like I get it. Yeah, and yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, because they've they've put him in everything. Hell, they gave him his own movie last yeah. year. You know, and which was actually well, not bad. He but. will be forever remembered when it comes to the the GI Joe that we're accustomed to, the yes. real American hero. Yes, he will forever be the Wolverine. He is yeah. the character that you have to have at some point in time, mm-hmm. or else people are just going to be like, nope. Yeah, I know, and also yeah, that's the fact, your street cred. Also, yeah. the fact that there was so much mystery about his background. Same thing with Wolverine. You know, he didn't speak, and you know, and it was just kind of one of the. There was just a lot of mystery around this character, and he was just cool. You couldn't see his face. You didn't know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's the whole thing. When we get in, let's go ahead and start talking about the conquest. Yeah. Harry Hama, well, you know, wrote the comics all the way yeah. through for the American uh, for the original Marvel run from issue 1 to I think it was 159 158 159 somewhere so right there. Hama if I'm not mistaken wrote the entire original run yes um and when Marvel canceled the book he he was very upset with right because they did it just abruptly it was right. like, oh yeah and by the yeah. way we're canceling this this comic right it was, I mean, uh, it was 155 155 I knew it was in the 150 yes. somewhere yeah December 1994 yep and uh, it, it pretty much the cancellation coincided with the end of the toy line. Yes. Um, at which point they were, I mean, Marvel and uh, Hasbro were working pretty much hand in hand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marvel produced the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Sunbow, yes, it was Sunbow, Sunbow was Marvel the studio. animation division yeah. of Marvel Comics. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, they were all tied together. Uh, but they still, the comics were very geared towards more 
mature themes. Absolutely. People died. And, right. There were characters died. who died. I mean, yeah. Larry Hama created Battle Force 2000. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to do a toy subset, but Hama was like, you know what? I'm, I'm creating these characters to kill them. Right. They made one well, appearance and they died. Well, and thankfully, because DJ yeah. was killed in his only appearance in the comics. And that, <laughs> that really makes hate me happy. That character. <laughs> yes. I, I well, absolutely know, hate that character. Uh, one of the, one of the, <laughs> for, for those of us who read the comic books, one of the iconic Death was Quinn. Yes, you know who was never yes. officially a part of GI Joe, but he was. You know he worked with them, and when they killed him, and it was early in the run too. When the Eskimo. Yeah, and yes. but I mean, like I mean, literally, like within the first twenty episodes, he or first twenty issues, mm-hmm. they killed him, and it was like, no, he's gone. Uh, that was one of the things when the reaction figures came out a few years ago. Though we yes. finally got a Quinn action figure. We after did all of this get year. a Quinn GI Joe O ring figure. Oh, really? In the three packs, really? That they came out with. Now they were slightly modified, newer head sculpts, so the heads were so smaller. This is newer though. Like, yes, okay. but it is an O ring, a vintage O ring style. Okay. So the body is is comprised of of the original design. Awesome. Um, so we did get one, but uh, you know that was also from the same toy line where we got a three pack of Snake Eyes before he was Snake Eyes, right? So he was in his military fatigues from Vietnam, okay, along with okay, Tommy cool. and Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that, well that's pretty cool though. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna probably the quintessential GI Joe comic book of all time is issue twenty one, yes. Silent Interlude. Um, the setup is that Scarlet had been kidnapped and she was in the Cobra Citadel and Snake Eyes went in on a lone mission to rescue her. There is, and it's called Silent Interlude because there is no dialogue whatsoever. It's all told visually. Yes. The very last page of the book as... Snake Eyes is is getting back on the uh, what is it the Cobra whatever their glider was called and and she's on there with him shows Snake Eyes has a tear in his costume and you can see a tattoo and in the very next panel Storm Shadow is standing there and the uh, you can see the same tattoo on his forearm where the uh, where his wrap had come undone. That blew my mind when I was a kid <laughs> of like, what's going on here? And I said at that point as an 11 or 12 year old, however old, I guess I was about 11 when I saw when when that came out, I was like, if I ever get a tattoo, <laughs> it wasn't my first tattoo, but it was one that eventually I did wind up getting in the same placement uh, and what was funny is that last year when that, that Snake Eyes movie was released, I walked in, I was walking through the theater and got stopped multiple times. <laughs> People like, I mean, matter of fact, not two weeks ago, I was sitting at Waffle House up near the counter and a guy come walking by, he goes, Hey dude, he's like, you got a, you got a storm shatter tattoo. And I was like, snake eyes. Yeah. But you know, so <laughs> he's like, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know you have, I got mine. Thing. I got mine in the, in the non-traditional area. Right. The, yeah. the majority of people do get it on the forearm. Right. Because that's, that's, that's where, where they was. put it. Exactly. I yeah. put mine on right smack dab on in between my bicep and my right. tricep on my arm. So, but you also have the Cobra logo. Yes. I have the Cobra well, logo so. on my shoulder as well so. and that again with that whole thing cm punk has the cobra logo and he has a version yep. of this tattoo it's not quite the same it's not filled in it's just kind of the outlines and everything but 
course, he also has a Pepsi logo on the other shoulder. So it's <laughs> yeah, he's got some odd stuff. He does. He's an odd dude. So we won't get into wrestling because we'll right. be here for like three hours talking about that. But yeah. that was one of those things that they built that over time. Uh, I remember, what was it? I think it was like issue 50 or something where they started going back and they started actually telling snake eyes backstory and we find out that he there was an he had an accident that's why he can't speak any longer it tells the story of when he went and trained that was not only the or essentially the origin of snake eyes but it's also the origin of cobra commander it is yes it's also uh because we find out that cobra commander is the person who killed the hard master in order for and then and set up that he put the hit he put the hit on him which i thought was it firefly is that who it was that killed him it it was zartan it was okay it was zartan and that's how that's right that's right yeah uh they he was essentially out to get snake eyes right for blaming him for the downfall of his family however um you know cobra commander was the one responsible he was uh if i remember correctly had uh, he was a, a failed car salesman? Yes, he was, and had gotten behind the wheels, intoxicated, mm-hmm. hit the vehicle that was being driven by Snake Eyes's family. Right. Snake Eyes was the sole survivor, uh, and you know, Cobra Commander got you know in trouble, right. taxes and everything, and that's hence why he started Cobra. Cobra, right? You know, he he felt like the government had failed him, and then he blamed Snake Eyes's family for all that, and. Uh, Put the hit out when he found out where Snake Eyes was. Mm-hmm. He's and, at the dojo. Uh, and then, yes. yeah. and then and Tommy saw it and thought that it was, or came in with Snake Eyes. The cult, crossbow yeah. was right. Snake Eyes' weapon of right. choice at the time. And that's why he thought he did it. Well, he ends up, you know, cartoon and comic, this is where it starts to differentiate. Uh, there's a lot of differentiation. You're right. Here. But yeah. this is one of the yeah. biggest differentiates. Right. In the comics, Snake Eyes, Tommy was infiltrating Cobra. Right. As a means to find who really did kill yes. the hard master. Right. Uh, in the cartoon, he just straight up sided with Cobra. Right. So, Well, th- one of the biggest differences between the cartoon and the comic that I saw was the fact that in the comic book, Cobra Commander was not a bumbling idiot. Correct. He was actually a force yeah. to be reckoned with. And he also was not a snake man. No, he was not. I was going to say, Cobra Law does not exist. I am sorry. That is so much bullshit. Okay. That made me. Oh, you're a Serpentor fan. Don't even lie. I do like Serpentor. I, I am okay? a Serpentor I do fan. like, but I like the way they did Serpentor in the comic. I even like the way they originally did him in the cartoon but i hate mm-hmm. what happened with the whole cobra law thing right. somewhere down the line where it's like oh seriously <laughs> like what the fuck i mean come oh, on uh, oh michael just, <laughs> michael thank you so much because now you've given me something to irritate I, alan oh, with dude. moving forward you know if he ever pisses me off i'm just gonna go cobra la 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 well, la 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 hey, I, I actually i i enjoyed some of the aspects of cobra law i love the character of nemesis enforcer but i yeah. felt like nemesis enforcer yes. maybe would have been better suited not having right the the whole you know sci-fi right thing right you know maybe be a genetically engineered super soldier by well serpentor would have been awesome something that was really interesting you know with with gi joe being under the the comic book being under the marvel brand is that you know there was that gi joe transformers yes because because marvel also had the license on transformers here's the thing though with them crossing them over that means that gi joe exists in the actual marvel universe proper because spider-man was in the first 
like like in the third issue of the the original miniseries of the Transformers. So it's one of those things that there was always this plausible like, well, maybe they'll show up in something you know with Captain America or somebody you know type stuff. So they and a lot of people forget this. There was an episode of Transformers where Cobra Commander appeared. Yes. He yes. was not introduced as Cobra Commander. He was not well, referred to him, how, and he was not wearing his helmet, but he was clearly wearing his suit underneath yes. a trench coat and a hat right. covering up as opposed to wearing the helmet. Well, another crossover that most people don't remember is that there is a tie between the between G.I. Joe and the Inhumanoids because Ace... Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever his, I can't remember his real name off the top of my head, is a character in the Inhumanoids cartoon who is also one of the members of the Earth Corp who was a pilot who was in an accident, and so his Earth Corps exoskeleton is the remains of the plane that he was in. And the character there's is a, the name that is Ace's real name. So, so real quick. There's, there's also... Oh, great. I was going to say a side note, and this is probably the same thing you were going to mention. Uh, the they ex- Aldo Rivera guy that was no, in all of those cartoons. They experimented <laughs> nope. with going with a larger scale toy. Yes. And they didn't want to do it with the G.I. Joe line, although it was an experiment to see if they could increase the size of the G.I. Joe line. Okay. And so they took that concept and they created cops. Oh, yeah, there is cops, a yeah. member of the cops team who is the, if I remember correctly, is the grandson of Beachhead and okay. has oh, nice. the same last name. Nice. So it went unnoticed for a long well, time. And it wasn't until a convention, I want to say within the past 10 years, where somebody asked Larry Hama about mm-hmm. it and uh, or one of the, the people behind the cartoon and they said, you know what? We're surprised it took this long for somebody to notice, but yes. Nice. That is a well, direct descendant of Beachhead, and that's why. When they did the 25th anniversary three and three quarter figures, yes. there was a mm-hmm. Matt Tracker. Mm-hmm. I was you know, just about to bring that from up. From Mask, that they, was, they brought him no, in no, no. as a specialist. It was, it was a. It was specialist tracker. Right, is what they right. Called it. And that's I was like, okay, cool. They're bringing this in. They've done that. With, yeah, and that was another thing with the, with the cartoons with Inhumanoids. And GI Joe and Jim and the Holograms, yes, we were all made by Sunbow, all the same product. There was a character that appeared on all three of those shows. It was like a Geraldo Rivera yes. type, you know, you know, daytime talk show dude that appeared on all of. Them. And of course, so it's like all of those were in the same universe. Apparently, he was actually, wasn't he voiced by? I don't Rivera? know. I don't know who it was. It, he sounded it, just it, like. It sounded him. just. I mean, yeah. Like and it's like, of course, you can look up there. I've got my. Jim and the Holograms signed by the voice actors, you know. If you it, you know who does know? <laughs> uh, IMDb would know, so I'm. I'm sure up they Rivera. do. Yeah, uh, but it's well, really like, cool to look at, at all that stuff. Uh, one of the other things, talking about the uh, it, it pulls some of this all together. I'm sure you've seen this recently, Michael. I don't know if you have Barry reaction. You know, reaction figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. did that. They've done that line of like com of of a cartoon accurate figures for gi joe yes yeah, one I of the new that. ones they just released it's radiated uh radiated snake eyes with the old man Ooh. that found him in the you Ooh. know yeah and he's also got the dog sled nice yeah and i'm like i kind of want this i don't want it for 75 dollars though <laughs> that's kind of yeah, no, <laughs> so we we've we've gone all around it boys let's go ahead and talk about it 
Oh, wait. The live action movie. Before we get to that, real quick, I wanted to, the comic mm-hmm. books. You know, so yes. we said that the comic books ended. You know, what was it? Tracker was killed. Not was it or Stalker? Mm-hmm. Stalker was killed. Stalker. There were yeah. there were several people that died in in the comic books, and it was really kind of interesting how like so, Cobra Commander was really angry about them being killed because he knew that they were the retribution was yes. coming, and it was really kind of one of those like I, wow. I don't know if Stalker was one that was killed I think because Stalker, Stalker was one appears again Maybe in not. the Devil's Due series. Okay, I was going to get into the Devil's Due series that in two thousand one amazing run. By it the way, was. I remember picking it up. That was back when I got back into comics. Yes. What was really cool about that Devil's Due line or, or, or run was that it picked up seven years after G.I. Joe had been decommissioned. Yes. They they acknowledged yeah. that everything prior to that happened. And, you know, even like, I know like, because like Bazooka had become a, they were pulling everybody back together and Bazooka had become a uh, night a security guy. Yes. And he was all out of shape and couldn't, and couldn't pass the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the he uh, was a reserve. Budget. Yeah. He was, yeah. Not was, an and, and all, and they, they went through a whole bunch of that stuff. And I thought it was really cool the way that they did that. And also the fact that like the Destro that was in that wasn't the original Destro, it was his son. And mm-hmm. they, they really went through a lot of, of that really cool. And then they ended it. But then after they lost the license, IDW picked it up. And Larry Hama came back on. And they started with issue 156. Yes. It was a direct, like, yeah. this happens straight off of this. And So, no, July 2010. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty cool that they did that stuff. My only um, issue with that, though, and, and although I, I loved it, but mm-hmm. my issue with it was they took and they completely ignored everything that IDW uh, had done, or not IDW, the Devil's but Devil's Do, yeah. had done with it, with that previous title. And, you know, which gave sucks. Us, yeah. I mean, they really they fleshed out characters that really weren't getting attention in the other line, uh, whether it be the original Marvel run or the IDW. Right. Uh, one of my favorite characters, and, and actually a character that to me is, I would have to say, is more more so my favorite than Outback is okay. Mercer. A okay. very underrated character from the idea that, you know, almost everybody that joins Cobra joined out of greed. Mm-hmm. They wanted money. Mercer did not join Cobra out of money. He left, or he joined because his mother had cancer. And Cobra Commander had offered him the means to pay for uh, her treatment. Okay, so go. he he signed up. Well, his mom, if I I cannot remember if she, either she passed away or she went into remission. Mm-hmm. At which point he was like, "Okay, well, I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. There's no need for me to be here anymore. The whole reason I'm here is is no longer there." So, you know, he defected, and he's the only, as far as characters go, he is the only member. Uh, aside from Snake Eyes, mm-hmm. or not Snake Eyes, Storm, Storm Shadow, Shadow yeah. to defect from Storm Cobra right. and live. I want to touch on that real quick. You know, when Storm Shadow became really popular and they decided, okay, well, let's, he's not a villain anymore. We're going to, we're going to, you know, say that, you know, they all kind of, and then they started the whole Ninja Force thing. And I was like, and here's where we're jumping the shark. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> one ninja's they, fine. They a thousand ninjas so is not times. so much. You know, <laughs> Zartan what, you with a pink mohawk. A I know, kick? I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, I remember that being in, in the Devil's Due run. Yes. When they brought Jinx back. And there was, I think yes. it was Scarlet made a comment about, didn't we learn from that whole Ninja Force thing not to do that? Or so, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, I, I, I like what you're doing here. You're acknowledging <laughs> that you that you that you went off the rails with yes. it, you know. So, 
Um, those are all, all right. really we, good. We, we, I know. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, now let's get into the the movies. All right. Yeah. I was about to say we can't avoid these any longer. Let's go ahead and get so, them out of the way. I, I will. I will say this, and I maintain this for a long time. And and Alan, I know you remember uh, Bearded Jesus Reed. Uh, yeah. From the, up at the old location, the right. Escape. So. When the original live action came out, Reed was like, man, I know you love G.I. Joe. You want to go see the movie? And I was like, man, I swore I would never give my money a penny mm-hmm. to this garbage that they're mm-hmm. giving us. And he was like, well, I'll pay. So I was like, okay. Right, well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm, I, I get to maintain that I never spent That's money. Fair. Right, right, and, right. Uh, and I went and saw it. And, and I wanted to give it a fair shake, but it was just such hot, hot garbage. It was. Uh, uh, I mean, it, and, I remember. And when I heard that, like, Go ahead. When I heard Ray Park was being cast as Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes like, right? Okay, okay. This has potential. All right. This has the potential for being something cool. And why did his mask my have? My God, was on it flaming I mean, garbage? <laughs> it, I remember. It, it, I, I I I maintain that I think Joel Schumacher in some way helped oh, design the Snake yes, Eyes suit, yes. and I was surprised that there weren't nipples involved. You, you so. know, I remember seeing that first Super Bowl ad. Like when they were like, oh yeah, you know, and like those exosuits that they were wearing when they were yeah. doing, and I was like, no, 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 this is going to be terrible. I went and saw it and I'll be honest, I didn't hate it initially. Like when I walked out of the theater, I was like, okay, it's got problems, but it's not terrible. As a couple of weeks went by and I thought about it more and more, I grew to hate that movie <laughs> of like, oh, well, and here's the other thing. You guys may have caught the, I caught it in the theater. Okay, mm-hmm. that final battle too. that they do, okay, that final battle that they do under was it there in the Antarctic or whatever? It's underwater, you know. They're all in the blah 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 yeah. blah. Almost seen, I mean, like shot for shot, the same as the Death Star run at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes, it's almost yes. identical. And I'm sitting there going. They had to have done this on purpose. I'm like they surprised had that to have done Lucas this on purpose. Did not call them out. I was just, I could not believe how. Well, I was just like, you know, you've got you've got the sword battle going on. You've got you know the, mm-hmm. them outside. You know, you basically have you know X wings and Tie fighters fighting underwater is and basically what it comes Storm down to. Shadow falling down. And I know it's just it was just one of those things. I'm like, cast. wow, they ripped GI Joe off. I mean, they ripped off Star Wars like crazy Absolutely. on this. But yeah, and, but. I think the thing, the most egregious thing that they did was that final line of, oh, you no, and what army? I disagree. Me and my army. Like, oh, shit. Seriously, you really I disagree. There is, one a- more, <laughs> there, there is one truly egregious mm. thing that they did in that first movie that pissed me off to okay. no end. Which was? One of the most beloved and you know appreciated characters from the cartoon. Okay. Was in that movie for 15 seconds. Gung Ho. Yeah, gung, as we're saying, Gung Ho. Yeah, he is. He, he 15 they, seconds. They basically pass and him. And played by Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I know. Like, that okay, was just, that's a perfect casting. Yes. And yeah. he literally drives up in a motorcycle. Yep. And that's and that's it. it. And I'm like, how do you do that? Well, and then we got the, uh, what was the second one? So the second one, Retaliation. Retaliation. So, retaliation. Uh, okay, uh, you know, we talked about... Uh, the fact that they tried to duplicate killing Duke. Yes. The idea was to kill off Duke. Right. And replace him with Flint. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if 
an afterthought is the fact that Flint is in the, the character is in the movie, the second one. Um, so they started doing test screenings after filming the movie entirely, mm-hmm. and which never goes well. <laughs> they did the no. test screenings at the same time that Magic Mike had come out in theaters. Yes, it had, I think it had been out for a week, maybe two weeks, and they took the fact that when Duke is killed, mm-hmm. within I want to say in the original cut, I think it was within the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that the majority of women in the audience got up and left, <laughs> and so and, and and that's 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 just a rumor. That's right. a rumor. Yeah. It hasn't been you know verified, but it wouldn't surprise me. It, especially coming so, off Magic Mike, but almost you know. immediately they're like, you know, hey, we've decided that we're going to go back and we're going to reshoot and some scenes and convert it to three D. Yes. And it's used as the explanation of why the movie was delayed over mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do buy the the theory that it was because women didn't like the yeah. fact that, because it came out that they were adding and filming extra scenes with Channing Tatum. Right. And uh, yeah. so... And let's be honest, that first G.I. Joe movie did not give me any indication that Channing Tatum would be a thing at all. Mm. I was like, he was no. dull. Yes. He just, he just, it was like, it was this wooden. is like the least... The least in, it was yeah, forced. It was the least interesting character in the entire thing you know um Agreed. i i didn't really care for sienna miller as as baroness but i really liked whoever it was that played her in the snake eyes movie i thought that was great um I, i'm i'm not gonna lie i have still not seen the snake eyes eh, movie and i probably will have I. let's put it this way of the three live action gi joe movies that have been made it's the best one that's a low bar, I know, okay? <laughs> I was about to say. It is a real low bar, but it's actually pretty good. The biggest complaint I had with that movie, they they changed the story a little bit because it is all about, you know, Snake right. Eyes and Storm Snake Shadow, Eyes. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, they, The biggest thing that they did that I didn't like, and it wasn't for the casting, they brought Scarlet into it, uh, and it's uh, Samara Weaving. Mm-hmm playing her which i'm fine with but she's got this horrible red wig that she's wearing and it's just like seriously guys you could have done so much better i mean this is and she's in it for like two scenes literally it's a oh we're gonna introduce this character here so we can bring her back later like don't do that you know if you're gonna introduce her introduce her and actually put her in this movie it was supposed to be a soft reboot yeah like how bumblebee was yeah transformers university And, and again of the three it's the best that's not saying a whole lot though unfortunately um yeah, so that's kind of where we sit right now with G.I. Joe. Um, I know there's been a couple of cartoon reboots over the years. Resolute. Resolute was amazing. I have not seen from, that one. From a standpoint of wanting a more adult-themed okay. G.I. Joe, it de- dealt very well with what was going on. I mean, Bazooka's killed mm-hmm. right at the beginning. And oh wow! They're trying okay. to figure out why, and it, it, the movie it takes place Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow. They're still at each other's throats. Okay, um, you know, it, it, you get a little bit more backstory, uh, a modernized version of Snake Eyes and mm-hmm. how his origin and and how he came to be. And you know, they don't do the whole, uh, you know, Snake Eyes was framed or right, not. Right. Uh, actually, I think they might have done that. And uh, but in the fight. Uh, Storm Shadow was jealous that Snake Eyes was taught the final move by the Hard Master. Oh yeah, and as opposed nice. to Snake Eye or Storm Shadow getting it right, and so that's where the, the that's whole thing. they do that a little bit in the Snake Eyes movie. There, there's the Hard Master doesn't get killed. 
Oh, uh, well. It's it's yeah, like I said, they changed the story, uh, you know, uh, but there is that whole Tommy's upset that they're oh you're teaching this person you know, all this stuff you know he's not you know of our bloodline you know that kind of stuff it, they start off as friends and then mm-hmm. there's this jealousy as snake eyes becomes better you know that kind of right. stuff and it's like uh so that kind of bugged me and i was like oh, no you see the heart master has to die in order for this to yes <laughs> that, that, that right. that's just canon you can't get away from that you know so um Okay. Like I said, the, the reaction figures that that came out last year, two years ago, whenever mm-hmm. it was, I've really liked the way that they've done those those cartoon, you know. Uh, and I, I go back to that because the the cartoon, like I said, I've got this DVD that was released, I guess, twenty year, almost twenty years ago, you know. Um, and that a lot was comfort food, uh, you know, at mm-hmm. one time. But I also, as we're recording this, you know, we're right here before Thanksgiving. I remember when I was a kid, the local, you know, one of the UHF channels on Thanksgiving would show both of those back to back for several years in a yes. row. Channel I 17. Yeah. It. And so that was yeah. kind of like, that became like my, you know, I might catch part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I was never really big on that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is starting around noon, that would start. Mm-hmm. And so I was like in front of the TV, yep. I'm here for the next few hours. <laughs> you know, just like yeah. so that I have very strong um I have very strong ties to for those original two miniseries and Thanksgiving. Um yeah. so yeah, I'm glad that we we when Barry brought this up, I guess about a couple months back now, it was before we started <laughs> yeah. like our Oktoberfest <laughs> stuff. I was like, no, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it right. <laughs> okay, this is... <laughs> yeah, that's perfect timing. <laughs> and then, of course, right, I met so you, kind of. we started got talking. I was like, oh, yeah, we need to bring you on the show for this. So that's... Uh, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, I have one last little thing, sure thing. Here before we start to, to get out the door. Are we going to sing the song? We're going to sing the song, aren't we? No, I'm not going to sing the song. And I'm not going to go into all of the the PSAs at the end of it, you know, oh, which was still now the, we know. Let's, no one's be honest. That was the best part of the. <laughs> it cartoon. really was. And the spoof that came out. I, can't, I tell you, a few years <laughs> ago, a few Stop years ago, I was uh, I was Sanchez. last time that I worked in Pork retail. I remember we were getting ready to open the store. I had all these young kids. I say kid, they were like in their early 20s or whatever, you know, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. And something was said, and I was like, okay, and now we know. And it's, what does G.I. Joe say about that? And they all gave me a blank stare. <laughs> and I was just like, Damn oh, it, I'm old. Yeah, you guys don't know what in the hell I'm talking about. All right. So. And yet, if you looked at him and said pork chop sandwiches, they, they probably would know. Exactly. know, I know. That, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a shirt made that just says pork, pork chop, chop sandwiches. sandwiches. And I'm going to see if anybody gets what it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> what it means awesome. and that was a thing like in the early youtube those things became yes you know, that became a that became they were viral really before viral, viral was exactly viral. Yeah. so all right yeah. barry go ahead well, with your I quiz little, i got a little quiz for you guys yeah. initially it was going to be 10 questions it's now down to five because you bastard answered them as you went to the episode <laughs> Damn. so it's what happens <laughs> so what okay. we're going to do is trade off back and forth on this and i've got one as a tiebreaker i'm just curious to see how well you guys know your okay. shit all okay. right We'll start with Michael. Michael, gotcha. you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. All right. Officially, how many points of articulation did the original G.I. Joe America's Movable Fighting Man have? Officially. So we're ta- are we talking about the 60s G.I. Joe or are we talking about the, the 80s twel- G.I. Joe? The 12-inch. 12 12-inch. 12 oh, okay. 12 oh, man. He didn't know there was going to be a quiz today. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, and, and I'll be perfectly honest. I am not as well versed in the twelve inch shows as I am in the in the three and three quarter. I have a guess. <sighs> okay. 
I, I'm wanting to say, let's see. We'll play closest to the pin. Yeah. Um, four. I'm going to go with five. 21. Wow. wow. Did the fingers move or something? I mean, this is... I, it didn't list all I of them. I guess, well, the wrists, the, yeah. the wrists, shoulders, the, the shoulders, elbows, elbows shoulders, wrists, the wrists, the neck, elbows, and, you know, knees, ankles. Okay, yeah. 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 Shoulders, knees, and toes. There you all go. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Alan. Yeah. What facial characteristic did the original G.I. Joe have that made it able to be trademarked by Hasbro since they could not trademark the human figure itself? These are from the, the, the 60s version. person. Yeah. What did he have a scar but on his face? Facial, it was a scar. It was a scar. It was a scar. Okay. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was something. All like right. That. Yeah. Dang. Michael. Got to come from go. behind. All right. According <laughs> gotcha. to the licensing agreement. All right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. According to the licensing agreement from Kendall Worlds, the character Snake Eyes shall never be depicted or described as a fan of what professional sports team? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say uh, the Yankees because I, I hate the Yankees. Yes, <laughs> it is the Yankees. That was anyone, a lucky uh, guess. Anyone who's not a Yankees fan hates the Yankees. So it's <laughs> so that would have been my guess also. I would say. Yes, yeah, Paul Tuckett to be specific. Rhode Island, which is Red Sox country. Yes. So yeah. that's, you know, and they make mention of the cutter wearing the Red Sox hat. Paul, Paul Tuckett, Red Sox, right. minor league baseball team. Yes. <laughs> Allen. Yes. As you mentioned, things got a little weird towards the end. Mm -hmm. Which of these was not, <laughs> not an actual figure in G.I. Joe? Oh, God. All right? Okay. Ice Cream Soldier, Armor Bot, Blitzkrieg, Captain Gridiron, or Extreme Lieutenant Stone? None of those would surprise me in the slightest. Um, okay, what you said me ice, is only one of those. Ice, you said ice cream soldier, ice cream extreme, soldier, armor bot, armor bot, blitzkrieg, blitzkrieg, captain gridiron, uh huh, and extreme lieutenant stone. I'm going to steal. I'm going to go with blitzkrieg. Dang. That is correct. All right. <laughs> so I remember Ice Cream Soldier. Actually, I, uh, <laughs> actually can I, uh, uh, just a little bit. Uh, that was actually a two-part answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Stone was a member of G.I. Joe Extreme, Extreme right. not a part of the three and three-quarter line. Well, I just said a figure. <laughs> a, fi a figure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey. So Fair enough. All right. Michael, I'll save the last one for you because no, this okay. one just cracked me up when I did the list. Oh, this, on this is for the tie. Here we go. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, we're going to go all bets on this one. Okay. Which of these men did not have a G.I. Joe figure made in their image? Yeah, okay. I got this already. <laughs> Do you now? Yes. William Perry, mm -hmm. Theodore Roosevelt, Bob Hope, Stephen King, or Rowdy Roddy Piper? I'm, going I'm glad with King. I'm not doing this one. <laughs> Stephen King. What's your answer? Stephen King. It is Stephen King. There you go. But his son Owen yes. did have one. Has yep. His name's Sneak Peek. Yeah, I got one for you. Oh, here we oh, go. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Where is the origin? Or not necessarily where. Let me let me think real quick how to word this. Who was the original celebrity? G.I. Joe supposed to be supposed and to be. why did oh, they not it was supposed to be um oh, I, I just I just 
heard something about this recently. I'm trying to remember. Was it Schwarzenegger? No. Okay. Close. Um, or oh no, Stallone? oh it was Stallone. It was that Rocky Balboa yes. character that is actually yeah. oh, in yeah, the. Yeah. He's actually in the order of battle. Like they have and him. He, like a, a, it did have the figure. Right, made. right, 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 right. Now why was he not? Uh, they couldn't get the licensing or something, wasn't it? Was he say, signed a likeness agreement with mm-hmm. Remco for the oh, Rambo toy okay, line okay, for the movie yeah. oh, and yeah. therefore couldn't be voided any figure being made in his likeness. I remember that because in the the order of battle where they're going with it's basically all the cards, you know, like the 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 mm-hmm. file cards. Yes. And there is I think it's in the first issue, there is that showing the Rocky Balboa character. And then in either the second or the third one, there is a retraction mm-hmm. written into the comic saying there never has been a character of Rocky Balboa and there will never be or something like that, you know? So it was just like, wow, that's, that's as a form of retaliation and to show their disdain Mm -hmm. for what happened that Hasbro felt like Stallone knew what he was doing when he signed his likeness rights. Oh yeah. So they went ahead and still put out the figure. All they did was add a different head sculpt. Oh, okay. And so oh, that's so why that, that was, came out uh, with the character Big Boa, who was Cobra's yeah. trainer. Okay. Yep. And yeah. why he came with boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. And, and yeah. he came with the, uh, the He had a bag. snake, right? No, he came with a heavy bag. It was a heavy bag. Uh, okay. Punching bag. That's right. Um, and it led to them signing uh, Sergeant Slaughter to right. be the G.I. Joe trainer. And that's why we it went from there. Yeah. Well, it was funny. He had the Sergeant Slaughter, because originally he was a male awake. Yes, figure. That's the only way you could get him. Mm-hmm. You had to, or you had to get two proofs of purchase, and you had to call a hotline to get a code yes. or whatever. Yes. It cost fifty cents or and something. If you were Canadian. You, you had to answer a simple was? math problem. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, that's been a long time ago since I did that. Man, I killed a lot of brain cells between then and now. Okay? <laughs> I think the answer was like nineteen. Was it nineteen eighty five? Something like, like that. that. Was the answer? But then they released him later with a. Um, he came with a vehicle. The triple T. Yeah. And that was kind of the yep. way. And it was funny because his little, um, his baton that he had with the original didn't come with the second one. Nope. So it was, that's the only way you yeah. can get it. And then, of course, they did the refrigerator parry. Yeah. Yeah. Then they did the refrigerator parry, was a mail mm-hmm. away. And there was another one. Uh, there was a, who was it? That was a celebrity that was involved in that. If I'm not, if I'm, if I, I could be wrong about that. Maybe I'm. So the Piper figure wasn't a mail away. It no. was a convention exclusive figure. Yes. And he was yep. a, what, what subgroup was he a member of? I don't know that. I, I remembered hearing that there was one. He was but a I member of the Iron Grenadiers. Okay. So that he was a part of Destro's right? organization. That makes perfect sense for um, Roddy Roddy Piper. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as celebrity Joes, then uh, the only ones with There's official like mm-hmm. well, with with official likenesses and names and their names matching their likeness, it was uh, the fridge and slaughter. And yeah. then of course Piper, but later on. Right. Uh, now here's one for well, you. And go go mm-hmm. for it. Go, Barry. I was just going to say when they brought back the the 12 inch ones that's when you started seeing a lot more yeah i like the theodore roosevelt i remember when they did that i think eisenhower had one yeah eisenhower did have one yeah usually the guys that were that were military got one who was the only gi joe character to have their uh home state be tennessee Ooh, that's a question i want to say i remember this uh, I don't know. Was, Honestly, that that's it you was got Memphis, me wasn't it? Um, Memphis. I want to say I think it's uh, it's either Knoxville or Chattanooga. Okay. Oh, was it? 
Wait a minute. Was it rock and roll? No. No. Okay. Was it roadblock? I will give you a hint. What roadblock? Uh, okay. Came out in 86, 87. So it's, it's one, one of the, the later, like the middle. Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember from the cartoon if anybody had a southern accent. Was not <laughs> featured in the cartoon. Oh, okay. Okay. Only in the toys. Was it Joe or was it Co- Cobra? Joe's. It's a Joe. Okay. The only member of the Joe team. Hmm. Toy wise. You got me. I have no idea. I don't know. Quick draw. Okay. Quick. Oh, God. <laughs> it was that. Knoxville. Yes. It was Knoxville. Yeah, and I actually say that because I remember reading that on the file card and being like, oh, wow, they're from Tennessee. You know, mm-hmm. and at that uh, time, you didn't get a whole lot of Tennessee representation. Stephen King's son, uh, if I remember correctly, was uh, Crazy Legs. Okay. See, I didn't realize that they had done likenesses for for yeah. some of those. So that's kind of cool. Who so. cr- who actually designed G.I. Joe toys, the figures themselves, like the characters? It was not Larry Hama. All Larry Hama did was write the bio. DeFalco? Mm-hmm. And Tom DeFalco. Uh trying to I have a I have a buddy of mine who is really good friends with this man and he absolutely does not like being thanked for it. So I could once I tell you the name, if you ever see him at a at a convention or whatnot, don't don't don't, okay, don't, don't okay. thank him. All right, uh, I don't know. I have to... Ron Rudat. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, well, wow. you know, it's kind of like you get into you, you, another interesting thing in that when you go and look at um, the Masters of the Universe stuff. Yes, uh, Paul Dini mm-hmm. basically wrote all the bios on all the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was working not only with uh, Mattel but also with um, whoever the company that made the cartoon it wasn't sunbow whoever it was but he he was the one that basically wrote the bios for mm-hmm. all of that stuff in the beginning yeah. and of course you know he goes on to batman and you can thank masters of the universe for giving us power rangers and well, i'm not oh, gonna God, thank anybody for that, that so road. it's <laughs> shooky levy so, and well, actually, there's, there's wrote the song <laughs> the theme song there is, for there's one person i really want to thank here i i just you know as we're kind of wrap it up here Michael, thank you so much for joining us on this. You have brought a ton. <laughs> That's of Barry's way of saying, let's cut this short. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would definitely. Well, actually, uh, I, want to give, I want to give you an opportunity. Is there anything you want to shout out yeah, to? Really, any yeah. kind of announcements you want to give? Well, nothing really. Just uh, come see you at the Great Escape Madison. Living the dream, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would definitely love to come back and do this again. And uh, you know, and We'd love like to we have were you. discussing absolutely. before we went on this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at starting up my own podcasts, and uh, I would definitely love to have you guys on as guests. Sometimes. Absolutely. Hey, we so all we, we are all about some uh, some cross promotion. Nice. Because so. uh, you know Barry's got a wrestling podcast that's coming out here before long, and uh, yes, um, with uh, actually with a friend of the show, George. Yeah, George. From, from uh, Gen, X Gen X Grown Up and uh, who we had on the show back in May. Uh, I can't believe it's been that long, man. It's, it's been a slog. Dave, Dave's then. crush. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, also, this crush. is this is our last episode of uh, November, uh, just the week after Thanksgiving is when this is coming out. And we're going to be taking yes. a short break through the holidays. Uh, it won't be complete. Uh, I've got a couple little things I'll drop in for many episodes, but we're, we will be back in January because 2022 wound up being a lot, <laughs> a lot more. Uh, we invested in 2022 we a, lot a lot more than we year. meant to, and a lot of that we is my fault <laughs> because I made executive decisions on air that 
I had to live <laughs> with. Come back to bite and, you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it really has been a, a long year, both for the podcast as well as personally. And so we just decided as a as a group that we're going to take a little a little break through the holidays. And we want to say thank you to everyone for being with us through all of this, all of our new listeners. Absolutely. And um, as well as the ones that have been with us for a long time. And we hope that everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Spend as much time as you can with your family. Um, and just yes. enjoy being with the Hug ones that you love. Yes, absolutely do. I mean, you know, Michael talking about lost his dad earlier this year. I lost my mom, you know, just recently. Uh, I know Amy lost her grandfather, you know, back during yeah. the summer. And Barry and I, as well as a bunch of other people, lost a really dear friend back in the end of September that we haven't really talked about. And we've discussed talking on here, but I'll be honest, I'm not ready for it yet. And um, so it's just, it's, it's been one like of those years. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of been one of those years. And so we just, from all of us here at Gen X Grown, or Gen X Grown Up, wow. All of us here from the Oops. Project Gen X Hi, podcast <laughs> want to say, have a wonderful holiday season you know hug hug your family and you know spend the time with the people you love and uh we will our be our discord back. channel is still going to yes, be up and running dude, we, we still will still do all that um that. all of that again and i would encourage go ahead go ahead I'm i sorry. would encourage all of our uh all of our listeners to jump on discord if you haven't already in fact we introduced a new channel on discord um a couple of weeks back to give you guys the opportunity to submit uh episode ideas over to us Yes. So yes, if there's something absolutely. that you guys would like to hear us talk about, some topic that's that's burning a hole in your brain and you just want to hear three <laughs> idiots go on about it for about yeah. an hour or so, by all means, shoot it on there. We will be happy to, to take a look. And we most definitely and, and qualify as three idiots, uh, too. <laughs> absolutely, yes. <laughs> some of us more than others. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, like I said, uh, all, of, all of our... Um, oh, and you'll also notice... Um, when you go and look at the notes that we have, uh, we have a Twitter account again, um, since things have gotten interesting over there. <laughs> we had one way back in the day and things just got too. nobody wanted, nobody was maintaining it. And now I'm just like, all right, you know what? Everybody still seems to be on Twitter as the, as the go-to. So that's just all right, fine. But our Except discord employees. Yeah. Well, you know, the discord discord <laughs> is definitely the place to, to interact with us. On, yes. you know, on, on one yeah, we, basis. We spent a lot, a lot of time times. on there. Um, I know Dave has been adding a lot more back yes. to the, uh, the Facebook page and, you know, yeah, trying I, to, to, I've been done with Facebook going, since but, back in the first of the year. So, it's <laughs> but yeah, definitely reach out to us on discord. Keep us in the loop on what's going on with you guys. Tell us how you like the show. Give us feedback on this. If you have mm -hmm. GI Joe memories that you want to share, if you have your favorite characters you want to talk about, if you have some Absolutely. of your favorite toys, or if you just didn't quite understand what all the hype was about, trust me, we'll be happy to tell you. Which it. brings Feel us to... free to burn all Absolutely. BJ toys. Oh, well, yeah. well, as you we were saying, it brings us to Michael. You need to get on Discord so, if you're <laughs> yes, not sir. already, because that's a I, lot of fun over there. I am not. I'll yeah. definitely have to try it. It's, it's definitely it's great because it really is one of those things where we built a really nice community of people that, that will talk about the oh, podcast yeah. as well awesome. as all kinds of other stuff. And they're all across the, <laughs> the, the United States. And so it's like, all right, cool. And Sweet. everybody's just interacting and everything. So, uh, yeah, not, no problem. Actually, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, guys, I'm, I'm a six well, foot I'll tall be... midget. I, I, I don't do. I don't have a hard time with pressure. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am Alan Smith. 
I am Barry, and on behalf of Big Dave. Yeah, and I know, and, and Dave uh, Dave sat this one out because he does not have the love for G.I. Joe the way we did, so go and bug him on Discord about that and tell him how wrong please, he is. Please, please <laughs> harass him on Discord. We want to thank Michael for coming out today and uh, and yes, recording with us, and I'm sure we will have you back on at some point. Rock go on. visit him at the Great Escape Madison, and uh, just go visit Great Escape or any whatever your local comic book slash, you know, Cool stuff Retro retailer store. is. Yeah. <laughs> come come enjoy my uh, my rants on random stuff. There you go. That's a God. How many times have I gone in there and we've just saw talked for an hour, you know, about whatever? Uh, so Might yeah, catch guys. me beating up a shoplifter. There you, you go. Know. Yeah, you got that. You got that too. So <laughs> so uh, guys, uh, have a great Halloween. Se- oh, I cannot talk. Have a great holiday, holiday. season. Holiday, holiday, not Halloween. <laughs> have a great holiday season. We will see you in 2023. And um, hey, guys. We really and truly heartfelt. We love you guys. And uh, yes. thanks for being here with us. Uh, so we will see you next time. Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. Well, you won a prize. What's your address? Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone and never give anyone your address. I'll say mom can't come to the phone. Smart thinking. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!